Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. And happy Monday. Jeez, it's the start of the week. It's already raining big news. That's right. Lots of different things today. Well, we've got the show of shows for you. We're not going to let you down. We've got some great guests. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store, Factor makes it easy as they are flexible to your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered that scammers forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home and its title. The instant they detect an activity or something suspicious, they mobilize to help shut it down. We won't know a thief took us off our title until it's too late. That's why Title Lock jumps into action right away. The titles to all our homes are easily found online. A criminal or renter, even a family member, can simply forge a signature on a home sale form. Then he or she refiles as the new owner and bam, your home is not in your name and all of a sudden debts are being taken out against it. That's why Home Title Lock is my choice. 
price. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free. So go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at hometitlelock.com. Go there today. Welcome back, everybody. There is a very important fight that takes place every year within our schools, but it's apparent more now than ever because of people like our next guest. She has taken the blowhorn and has rightfully sounded the alarm on indoctrination of our children, and it's absolutely despicable what we continue to find out. Nicole Neely is the president of Parents Defending Education, and I want you to take a listen to her opening remarks in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee just the other day. We're going to have her join us on the other side of this. Take a look. Far too many schools keep families at arm's length, which could not come at a worse time. Kids would benefit if the adults in their lives worked together in their best interest. But families are now considered adversaries, not even entitled to basic information about their children. In Wisconsin, one school district's teacher training session stated, parents are not entitled to know their kids' identities. That knowledge must be earned. My organization has documented over a 1,000 districts across the country with parental exclusion policies, which state that families don't have a right to know their child's gender identity in a taxpayer-funded school. And finally, it is not evil to want to be involved in your child's education. Every time a parent is falsely accused of wanting to ban a book because of reasonable concerns about subject matter appropriateness, neighbors are pitted against each other based on dishonest premises. This is a deliberate attempt to demonize parents and to chill both their speech and activism. Nicole, that was some absolutely incredible testimony. And you've, you've shined so much light on the left's book ban narrative. So congratulations on that testimony. I think it was highly impactful. Um, I, I wanted to ask you because, you know, you, you hear teachers saying this, you hear employees of teachers unions, you hear the political left talking about how parents don't have a right to know what their children are being taught, what's happening at school with their gender and, and, and all of that nonsense. And I have to think that for most parents, that, that can't be a winning message for the left. But have we moved so far in that direction that Folks who typically vote Democrat are actually okay with leaving their kids' education up to other people? No, they're not. And I think that's one of the things that we're trying to do is just show, shine a light, as you said, on what is actually taking place in school. Um, certainly, you know, when you look at polling about banning books, a majority of American families, or a majority of Americans oppose it. But just saying that a book doesn't belong in an elementary school is not the same as burning a book in Berlin in 1933. And that's what we're seeing activists on the left, teachers unions, politicians really try and muddy the water intentionally to confuse parents, to lump them in. You don't want to be an evil person. You know, there are bad people out there. And it's really trying to, again, chill, frighten and demonize parents just for having the audacity to want to know what's going on in your child's education. We know it's not a partisan issue. Children do better when families are involved in their lives. You know, you can supplement their education. You can ask questions. You know your child. But we are being held at arm's length and we're being told, you know what? We're with your kids eight hours a day, so we know them better than you do. Why don't you sit down and keep your mouth shut? And that is where we're starting to see the left really realize their activists have gone way too far. Uh, I was, uh, Nicole, by the way, a really impactful testimony. The figure that you gave everyone literally knocked me off my chair. There's more than a thousand school districts that have some form of parents, you're not in charge here policies. Tell us how that happened and where we are in the legal system and beginning to restore parental rights. I mean, the courts traditionally have been on the side of parents, but if a thousand districts felt comfortable doing it, it's shocking. 
And this is, I mean, we are still getting tips that are pouring in every day. We actually released this number initially in March and we had identified about 200 districts. And so this number keeps growing across the country. And we're finding in some places, I mean, even in red states like Alaska, these policies are being pushed by state school board associations. Merrick Garland was on the Hill this week talking about the National School Board Association memo. These trade associations are not parents' friends. And we're really trying to remind families of that as well. Um, so these are policies that are being pushed by activist groups like Glisten, like the Trevor Project, that are saying that families are inherently not safe. They're not supportive. A family, a parent saying, are you sure you're actually transgender? Are you know, you're, you're really young? Do you really know what's going on? That's not considered, quote, conversion therapy, just to even ask questions, which is mind boggling. And so certainly there are more districts around the country that have these. And so we urge all of your viewers if they see or think that this might be taking place in their school, let us know. Our website is defendinged.org. We have a tip line. People can submit ideas anonymously and we'll chase it down. Yeah, amazing. Nicole, you know, Andrew Breitbart famously said that politics is downstream from culture, but it's it's actually seeming like education is also downstream from culture because another such organization that you were warning us about, I saw one called Banned Bookmobile, and it's backed by MoveOn.org, which is a George Soros-funded uh, outfit. But a lot of celebrities, Chelsea Handler, Rob Reiner, Ariana Grande... Um, and they are pushing these books like All Boys Aren't Blue and Gender Queer. And it's actually, it, it's like reading Rainbow, but for kitty porn, which is ironic because the former host of Reading Rainbow is a part of this initiative. Um, and they compare this to, to you know, they say that we're banning books, that conservatives are in favor of that. But it's not like The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn or To Kill a Mockingbird where they said it was racist when in fact it was the opposite. These are, this material is damaging to children. Right, and to say that, you know, something should be in the Brooklyn Public Library System versus this should be assigned to my second grader. I mean, that's apples and oranges. They're trying to confuse us. And this is, again, part of their whole part and parcel strategy. This week is the American Library Association's, quote, banned book week. Let's look at some of the funders of the American Library Association. It's the Soros Foundation. It's Arabella Advisors. It's the Gates Foundation. These are activists, and these are the ones that are you know, claiming that they have the right to adjudicate what a family does or does not want their child to read. I mean, you know, there are these allegations thrown at families all the time. You're trying to prevent other children from reading. No, we're just saying, I know my child and I know what is appropriate for my child, period. We're not trying to prevent other families from making those decisions. We just want to have some say and some input. But the teachers unions really think they know better than we do how to raise our children. And that why we're, that's why we're seeing so many families fight back. Yeah, it is. It is really remarkable what's going on. Um, as you look across the country, there are all sorts of unique experiments going on uh, to return sort of free market principles, even to education. What are the ones that get you most excited? I mean, there's portability of um, uh, school money, there, uh, taxpayer money going to the child. Uh, there are a lot of different things like the new generation of school choice. What are the things that you think most restore parents' rights in this conversation? Well, certainly just giving families the option to be able to, if their public school is not serving their needs, be it on the basis of safety, be it on the basis of quality, for families to be able to take a portion of their tax dollars that have been taken out of their pockets um, and to walk to a different school will give families more options. You know, not everyone has twenty-five dollars or $30,000 per student per year right. that they can go and spend at a private school. But we're seeing things like micro schools that are also really exciting. Just the fact that some of these school choice programs are no longer means tested, right? It's not just for families in poverty, but just any family that says, this is not a good fit for me. To give them that choice, I think is starting to unleash this tremendous 
you know, the demand is increasing, but then there are new school models that are coming into the ecosystem. So be it a, um, a, a Jewish day school, be it a religious school, be it, I mean, we have even seen LGBT charter schools or things like that. If that's what a family feels is the best fit for their child, so be it. But right now to trap children in failing government schools is appalling. And the fact that that's the side of history that the Democrat party has chosen to throw its lot in with is, you know, that speaks volumes. Nicole, uh, Democrats love to build themselves as champions of uh, the oppressed and the little man. But with respect to this material, this type of, of education, the lack of portability of money, doesn't doesn't it affect poor incomes disproportionately? Absolutely. Those are the children who are trapped in these failing schools, in these unsafe schools. And even, I mean, the ones who are stuck when schools were closed for far longer than they ever should have. There have been some teachers union advocates that have said, well, you know, the good thing about that is that everyone fell at the same rate. So everyone kind of, even though Nate's scores declined, you know, reading, writing, math proficiency, everyone fell back at the same rate. That's not true because wealthy families were able to hire tutors, you know, supplement their children's education. But it's the family whose mom or dad works at at Walmart or at McDonald's, they don't have the time or the energy or the extra resources to supplement their children's education. So these programs, these policies are hurting, as you said, disproportionately impacting disadvantaged families more than anybody else. They're not for the little people at all. They're for their money and their power. And children are just collateral damage in their their struggle for that. Yeah. And unfortunately, that starts a vicious cycle because those kids who are disadvantaged and disadvantaged in the education sector, they grow up and and the vicious cycle starts all over again. Uh, Nicole, we appreciate all the hard work you were doing. I encourage everyone to go find that testimony on YouTube. It was absolutely spectacular. Great work, Nicole. We're going to have you back on again very soon. Thank you so much. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping 
at takelean.com. That's take, L-E-A-N.com and enter the promo code JUSTNEWS15. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean, L-E-A-N.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Welcome back, America. A lot of eyebrows were raised in the last couple of weeks when the New Mexico governor essentially suspended the Second Amendment in her own state. Of course, she got reversed by the courts. She got panned by her own party. But a lot of questions, a lot of people have raised the question, how could a governor be so oblivious to the requirements of the U.S. Constitution? Well, there may be a good answer. The answer is our education system isn't teaching it anymore. Our next guest made this point profoundly. He is a Campus for Reform Higher Education Fellow and a professor of political science at Suffolk Community College. Nick Giordano joins us now. Nick, great to have you back on the show. Thank you for having me. Um, you have an amazing statistic. You did a little exercise with your students. Tell us what they know about the Constitution or don't. Well, they don't know much, that's for sure. So uh, for, for the last over a decade, I assigned my students a constitutional exercise, and it's to see if they could identify the Constitution. And 90% of my students can't differentiate between the American from the Russian Constitution. It really is startling. And when I ask my students, you know, don't you feel embarrassed that, that you don't even know the, the Constitution? And why is that? The number one response is we've never read it. And I find it astounding that after 13 years, at least, of being in an education system, that not a single teacher in the K through 12 system and some in college thought to assign the students to read the Constitution and actually discuss it so they understand it. And when we look at everything that's going on today, well, the abuses of power that we're witnessing is a direct result of people not knowing their rights. The Annenberg survey was just released where... Only 66 percent of the American people actually know that there's three branches of government Mm. and 77 percent of the American people can only name freedom of speech in the First Amendment. Only 70 percent. That's the only one they can name. So it, it really shows you that we've lost our way. And unfortunately, the officials have taken advantage of that. If you look at what happened with coronavirus, where the government was dictating when you could leave your home, where you could go, when, where and how you could practice your faith, who could come into your home, what you must wear on your face when you go into stores. Well, those were all done through decrees. It wasn't done through the legislative debate and they passed a bill and it became law. Those were all done by one or a handful of advisors that advised the governor and the governor pushed them forward. Well, this emboldened the New Mexico governor to try and unilaterally declare the Second Amendment as suspended for 30 days, something that is highly unconstitutional. Article 6 has the supremacy clause where the Constitution is the supreme law of the land. And they forget that our rights are inherent. They're God-given rights. They, they were not granted to us by government. They can't take them away from us. Yeah, and, and I, I totally agree. Not enough Americans know enough about the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and our founding documents in general. But I'm not so sure that's the case with the governor of New Mexico, because I've, I've, I've seen this uh, method flow forth from the Democrat Party for the last couple decades or so, and it's beg forgive, it's better to beg forgiveness then ask permission. And she did what she did, knowing that she was going to to get blowback, both politically and legally. But she did it anyway and said, I'll worry about the repercussions later. 
Is that because they know that there are enough people in this country who don't know the Constitution, who don't know the ins and outs of our Bill of Rights, the Second Amendment in this case, and so they can run roughshod over it? Absolutely. And it's also a test run, right? They, they put this stuff out there to see how far they could push before people begin to push back. And so this was a test run. And thankfully, the court already put an injunction and shot it down. Uh, but but make no mistake, there's going to be further efforts that we see. And the American people need to realize that we are one of the youngest countries in the entire world, yet we have the oldest codified constitution. There's a reason for that. You have civilizations that have existed for thousands of years, and yet our constitution is the one that remains intact. And it's because it limits the power of government. It dictates Whose responsibility is what from the legislative branch to the executive, to the judicial, to the states, how to amend and change the Constitution? It really is a guide. And our Constitution is unique in that it curtails the power of the government and empowers we the people. Unfortunately, since it's not being taught in our schools and most people don't know the Constitution, well, you're not going to defend what you don't know, what you've never been taught, what you never learned. And my fear is that as we see the Constitution slip away, the America that we know is also going to slip away along with it. Yeah, there's no doubt. If you get separated from your founding document, you often soon forget what you came from and where you're supposed to be going. It's remarkable. I want to ask a little bit about how to fix this. we got about two minutes left. I want to ask about how to fix it. You know, a couple of years ago, one of the most read stories on Adjusted News was the day that we broke the story that the National Archives had identified some of our founding documents like the Declaration and the Constitution as potentially harmful content that could trigger you. Um, uh, maybe we have to start at the National Archives, but what are some of the, as, a, as someone on the front lines of education, how do we start to reverse this constitutional ignorance? Well, the idiocy of the National Archives cannot be overstated, but wh- one of the things that we need to do to reverse it, and a couple of states have done it, is actually include a civics test to get your high school diploma. We, we have to build out a robust American civics program in, in our K through 12 system. We can't wait till students get into college because even in college, they're not getting that education. Hmm. So K through 12 is important. But also, just as citizens and as parents, we have an obligation ourselves. If our children are not getting the education in schools, it's incumbent on parents to sit with their children, read the Constitution with them. It's not a long document. It's not a complicated document. Sit with your children, read it with them, teach them, because the next generation is going to be entrusted to safeguard this document. And they're not going to be able to do that if they don't know it. So we have an obligation as ordinary citizens to to further our knowledge on it. And I wouldn't just stop at the Constitution. I would make them read the Declaration of Independence, the Federalist Papers, the Anti-Federalist Papers, and the numerous letters that our founding fathers sent to each other that are all published. And everything's free, right? It doesn't cost any money. You could search any of these documents online and get them. The idea that our Constitution would be triggering Our Constitution is the one thing that stands in the way of authoritarianism. And we've seen the government chip away at all the safeguards that were built into the Constitution through censorship, through enhancing the power of the executive branch and and throughout the bureaucracy. So we are not going to be able to hold government accountable if we don't know the Constitution ourselves. Nick, really quickly before we go, you know, Real America's Voice covers a lot of young events, uh, partnership with Turning Point. And, you know, we've got another event that we're covering next weekend in Texas with young Americans. And it seems to me that when I'm out on the ground with these kids, conservatism is trending. Um, Do you find that to be true or is it just in that little that little world? 
No, we're actually seeing that is true. And if you look at Gen Z, the numbers are showing that they are much more conservative than their uh, millennials before them. Yeah. And I think the reason is they bared the brunt of the coronavirus. And yep. so that changed mm-hmm. their view a lot. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. We do have to figure out what's going to go on with this budget deal. Will we have one? Will we not have one? Will there be a shutdown? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had him on. I thought he did as great a job as anyone could to handicap what's going on at uh, Washington, what I call the Marble Asylum, the U.S. Capitol. Uh, coming back as executive vice president of the National Taxpayers Union, our good friend Brandon Arnold. Brandon, you weren't too optimistic two weeks ago. Two more weeks have passed. Nothing's really changed. Are you losing even some of that optimism you had two weeks ago? Oh, it's been a real dumpster fire on Capitol Hill, John. So, yeah, unfortunately, I'm less optimistic today than I was previously. You know, we had a continuing resolution, a spending patch that was offered up earlier this week that I thought was pretty good. Nothing's going to be perfect, and that certainly wasn't a perfect solution by any stretch of the imagination. But it provided 8% cuts across the board to everything except the Defense Department and enforcing security at our border, yet it was rejected. They plussed it up a little bit with a commission to study border security policies as well as our debt uh, to provide a top line number for spending, and it still isn't good enough. So the clock is ticking here, and unfortunately my optimism is waning by the minute. Mm-hmm. 
Brandon, who are, who are some of those figures on the Republican side of the aisle, not necessarily committee heads, not necessarily official leadership, but just some of those personalities who could actually bring people together to, to make sure we don't shut down the government? Yeah, the person that comes to mind right off the bat is Byron Donalds. Byron Donalds holds mm-hmm. a really unique position within the House Republican Conference because he is close with a lot of members, moderate members, uh, mainstream members, and the Freedom Caucus, which of which he's a member. He's somebody I think could have a pivotal role, and he actually helped to put together that initial deal earlier this week that looked like it may create a breakthrough and bring Republicans together. We didn't get quite there yet, but I think he could play a, a pivotal role in, in whatever the next uh, offering might be. Yeah, he clearly is on the front lines of this now, Brandon. It's pretty interesting to watch. Um, I want to roll back because the chaos of this moment is sort of avoidable if Republicans did what they said they were going to do when they came in, which was have an orderly budget process, get all the appropriations bills done, and then we wouldn't be running into CR territory, which makes everybody, at least in the Freedom Caucus, uncomfortable. The failure to only get one uh, appropriations bill passed, uh, now you can't even get the defense one done, uh, one week out from the deadline is exactly the opposite of what Republicans told the American people. How much danger do they have that they said, hey, we're the competent ones, and they come out looking just like the Democrats of last year? Yeah, it's a huge political liability. Uh, Amanda was just on an amazing roll talking about all the problems that we're facing due to Bidenomics, due to the fact that they've spent too much, they've regulated too much, they've acted in such acted acted in such an irresponsible fashion. Republicans are supposedly the counter to that, right? We are supposedly the party that is going to actually reduce spending, that's going to work toward balancing the budget and. Chairman Arrington of the House Budget Committee just passed a budget, unbelievably, that would start to put us on that path to uh, to balance. Uh, so all of these things that have been, been a part of Republican rhetoric for many, many years, if not decades, the, the proof's not in the pudding here, because when they actually have an opportunity to exercise uh, these, these principles, to flex their muscles and put together a proposal that runs counter to some of these horrible policies that have put so many small businesses and families underwater, they, they completely shot themselves in the foot. And they're, yeah. they're squabbling like a bunch of high school girls right now. It is really embarrassing. They still have time to get their act together. But, you know, like I said, the clock is ticking. We're running out of time here before we shut down. Yeah. Brandon, I wanted to ask you, I mean, you look back at something like the, the Fiscal Responsibility Act. If, if there is a consensus that is to be had and, uh, and this passes, a House deal passes, Is that going to strengthen McCarthy's position with negotiations? And I also wonder about the relationship that that's going to uh, possibly diminish between he and some of those factions of the Freedom Caucus who really held his feet to the fire in the beginning of January. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head, particularly with your first question there. McCarthy has very, very little power uh, with regard to negotiations with Schumer and with Biden if he can't bring his conference together. And just like we saw with the Fiscal Responsibility Act, Nothing was moving at all. Nothing appeared to be uh, happening on a positive side of the equation. It looked like we were just going to get a clean debt ceiling increase, which would have been a real problem. And then at the last few hours here before the clock struck midnight, uh, the House Republicans reached a deal, completely changed the political dynamics in Washington. All of a sudden, uh, McCarthy had a ton of negotiating authority. And all of a sudden, Biden came to the table and made some significant concessions. Again, that bill wasn't perfect. I liked it. 
but uh, there were a lot of problems with it we could get into for hours and hours here. Uh, but it did put into place some spending caps, and it did uh, supposedly help to urge Congress to engage in this appropriations process, which John just spoke to the importance of it for responsible budgeting and for achieving some sort of fiscal responsibility. Uh, yet, even after that victory that Republicans scored, there's nothing but squabbling and infighting right now. Uh, and, and that really needs to come to an end. So as you look out, because you've been through a lot of these battles, you know the history, you know the players, uh, you, I think you have a good sense of the uh, sentiments on the Hill. What is a path forward for some of these uh, Republicans? If there is a chance to get something done that meets their promise to the constituents and avoids a shutdown, what will have to happen? What do you see as the most logical solution if cooler heads prevail? I mean, I think the first thing that's going to happen is they're going to see some really aggressive saber rattling from the moderates. Right. And we've already started to see that this discharge petition. Uh, I think the, the, the message there is that the conservatives, conservatives are overplaying their hand. And if they continue to do so, then moderates can sign on with Democrats on the discharge petition. And we could get a, what's called a clean continuing resolution, which means we'll have higher spending. That would be a huge loss. So hopefully when some of these conservatives see the writing on the wall here that if we overplay our hand, we're going to end up with nothing, there'll be some concessions. I don't know exactly what those are. I think those are going to speak to things like like creating a fiscal commission that has some real teeth to it, unlike previous ones, uh, longer term spending caps that have real teeth to them. The Fiscal Responsibility Act that I spoke to earlier has two years of solid budget caps. But after that, the budget caps don't really have the enforcement mechanisms that they need. So let's strengthen those. And then I think border security has been a hot button issue for Republicans because of Biden's ineptitude on that issue. So perhaps scoring some victory points there will be enough to bring on the recalcitrant members of the Freedom Caucus. And maybe we'll all hold hands, sing Kumbaya and chalk up a big, big fiscal victory at the end of this. That's enough optimism for you there. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I love the notion of kumbaya. And, and I've actually heard people say that a, a good compromise, the marker of a good compromise is when everybody's happy. But I think the marker of a good compromise realistically is when everybody is equally unhappy. But the ultimate goal for all of this is, is unity for the GOP because we have seen them move forward on some significant legislation. What's going to be the driving force for that unity going forward after this? Well, I think the driving force is collectively realizing that fellow Republicans may have differences of opinion, may have disagreements on the size and scope of government or certain policies here and there. But at the end of the day, we don't want to tee up uh, another four years of the Biden administration. We don't want to hand over the House of Representatives and, and allow Democrats to pick up seats in the Senate if we want to rein in the size of the federal budget because they certainly aren't going to do it. We saw what happened when Biden had unified Democratic control of Congress. We had things like the American Rescue Plan Act yeah. that added $2 trillion to our nation's debt and drove inflation through the roof. So if that is the alternative, uh, then I think, you know, the, the Matt Gates of the world can break bread with yeah. the moderates. It's hard to believe, but that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. I'm really grateful that each of you could join today. Now, one reminder, a lot of people say, hey, John, do you have an app at the Just the News? And the answer is we sure do. And not only do we have an app, it's in the Apple Store. It's also in the Android Store. It allows you to take the Just the News experience and go in three different ways. You can watch 
our videos and television shows. You can listen to this podcast and many others like it, like Victor Davis Hanson, or you can read the stories that we do a day, 50, 60, 70 stories a day of the breaking news, investigative reporting, accountability reporting. Go to the iOS app store or the Android store today. Download the Just the News app. Read, watch, listen. Three great ways to experience the Just the News content and to join the Just the News family. And if you really want to get involved with the family and say, hey, I want to support your investigative reporting, John Solomon. I want to support the great reporters and the producers and the bookers and everybody that works to make the Just the News experience possible. You can do something really inexpensive that makes a big difference. All you got to do is join the Just the News VIP club. That's right. What do you get for the VIP club? First off, ad-free experience on the website and on your newsletters. No ads, no dancing videos, no autoplay videos. An ad-free experience on Just the News 24-7. Plus, once a month, you get to hang out with me at justthenews.com. We have a town hall. I sit and answer your questions for an hour. We talk about issues you care about. We cover topics that the other media aren't covering. It's an incredible experience to join the family the immediate family of the Just the News team. Great opportunity. Sometimes we bring in our reporters. It's always a delightful time. If you want to get involved in that, go to justthenews.com slash subscribe. Justthenews.com slash subscribe. Quick way to get into the club. It's $4.99 a month, $44.99 a year. Great way to support our journalism, make a difference, and get an enormous benefit yourself. So go check it out today. All right, folks, that wraps up. John Solomon reports the podcast from Just the News. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great night. God bless this great country of the United States. Be sure to go to justthenews.com if you need that news fix. We got you covered 24-7. History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Probably not. Or even if you did, like I did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it as America. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subject. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, you heard me, for free. You don't get anything free in the Biden economy today. I personally recommend you sign up for the American Citizenship and its decline. It's with my good friend, the great historian, Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, VDH, as I like to call him, explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. So start your free course, American Citizenship and Its Decline, with my good friend, Victor Davis Hanson, today. How do you do that? Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash justnews to start. It's free and it's easy to get started. And it's an easy URL to remember. All you got to do, go to hillsdale.edu slash justnews. One more time, hillsdale.edu slash justnews. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year. And then the inflation data came out. 
higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now.